this is Daryl Spears. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Elite Conversations. I am truly, truly, truly excited today. We have another great topic and another great guest to really come in and share what I think is really important for us as business owners and especially as, as Christian business owners, really understanding why, you know, we have to have God is a part of our team (laughs) each and every day. And so today we're focused on the topic, should God be a part of my business? And my guest today is Deborah Lassiter. She's awesome. She's the founder of DCL Ministries. She is a published author and a experienced radio host. She's done a lot in that space. She has a business background and she loves the Lord, which is (laughs) Awesome. And so I want to bring her on just to chat a little bit and really give us some insight on her perspective of business and how important it is to have that connection as far as uh, God being a part of your decision making. So welcome, Deborah. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Daryl, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. It is. It is. This is great. (laughs) I'm excited about it. So Talk a little bit, give uh, individuals before we get into the discussion, just share a little bit more about yourself and your background. So um, I started DCL Ministries in 2015. Um, It was a time in my life that, you know, you're sort of going through this transition, tumultuous time. You know that inside yourself, your spirit, you're made for more, you're, you know, you feel those promptings and yet you're not seeing more. And I think at that time, the Lord just really, got a hold of me and said, okay, we're going to do something different. We're going to go into this different dimension. Um, I've always been fascinated uh, with testimony. Um, And at that point, the Lord was building my own testimony. So 2015, uh, the Lord laid on my heart, you know what? I need for this ministry to almost be an umbrella um, uh, to everything that you've learned, everything that I'm pouring inside of you. But the whole thing was you need to impart it to others. Um, I based the ministry on Matthew 25, 40, what you have done to the least of my brothers and sisters, you have done to me. And I remember just going through that rough time in my life. And from there, I realized I can't keep looking out and going out into the world and seeing struggle, seeing people go through things, seeing homelessness, seeing Mm elderly people that just need help, seeing all these different things and not do something about it. So uh, uh, DCL Ministries was birthed, um, the heart of just random acts of kindness, doing things anonymously, um, building a team of people that are of like mind, that really have Christ-centered values, really want to shoot from the hip, so to speak, in regards to having those values, um, be a springboard for their own businesses, for their families, Um, I definitely believe a thriving business is indicative, really, of even a thriving relationship with the Lord. It's it's about that personal relationship first. It's about having that relationship spill over into family. And from family, obviously, you're building this environment, being a part of your community as a mover and a shaker, and and really leaving something, honestly, leaving God's legacy, I'm going to say, not necessarily our own, but leaving that uh, trailway, leaving those bits so that people could pick them up and move mm-hmm. forward into their lives. So DCL Ministries is a lot about that. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And it was a, something you brought up uh, and I'll say it in a second, but just thinking about your business and how you operate, has it always been that way? Was Did you start off 
really um, having God as a part of it? Or did you, like you just said a second ago, did God get a hold of you? <laughs> like, you have, <laughs> like myself sometimes, sometimes he has to get a hold of you. <laughs> take you and say, hey, so was it an easy process? Or was this something you actually had to really focus on as a part of your business when we talk about God being a part of your business? It's a great question. I, I think, you know, I think it's a fight between wills, right? It's, it's a mission to his will. And so I don't know, I've never really met anyone that didn't come to the Lord kicking and screaming, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, unless literally inside yourself, you're like, you, you came out of the womb and you were just feeling like, oh, God is the one for me. Um, I think it was a series of tremors, you know, before the aha moment in, mm -hmm. in so to speak. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a fight of will. And I think it has to be an understanding that honestly, God's will incorporates what it is that's on your heart. You don't know what it looks like though. And so what happens is, you know, it, it made me realize why God said he is a God that breaks images. From, from a young age, we have images in our mind, you know, and God has to reintroduce himself to us because he's like, oh no, I gotta break that image. You know, you have something in your mind that you think looks like success or looks like a business or looks like um, the kind of partners that you should be working with. And a lot of times those images are off and God's like, we have to rewrite the script. And so, you know, for me, it was, I've always been very strong-willed and the Lord had to, I had to stop and be like, okay, do I, I believe in the Lord. I remember when I, when I first came to the Lord, I remember thinking, yeah, I love the Lord, but I wasn't married to him. I was dating him. I was like, oh, we had wow. lunch. Wow. It was great. Yeah. I'll see you in a month. Let's, let's put it in our books, you know? And God's like, well, no, I want to be a part of your life. I want to be integrated. I don't want to be checked off on a list. And so, you know, when I think about should God be a part of our business, uh, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I have to say there's, there's three scriptures that really came to mind when I thought about this. Uh, Colossians 3.23, and it says, whatever you do, work as hard as you can, as if working for the Lord and not for man. And I love this text. I love this because he's saying, whatever you do, CEO, mm -hmm. CFO, mother, teacher, lawyer, doctor, whatever you do, I want you to work, right? Mm -hmm. But I want you to work as hard as you can. And I think this is the tricky part, as if working for the Lord and not for man. We live in a world that's against anything divine, anything divine. They're just not a part of it. And God's saying, I don't want you to invest in the world. I don't want you to invest in self. People are fallible. People are going to do you wrong. But God said, if you invest in me, you're going to get a return on that investment. That's how it works. So God said, whatever you're doing, uh, whatever you're doing, work as hard as you can as if working for me rather than for man. And psychologically, you'll even do better. The second text that came straight into my mind was John 15, 4, remain in me and I will remain in you. No Love branch it. can bear fruit apart from the vine and neither can you bear fruit apart from me. And what I love, I love this text because it says remain in me and I will remain in you. There, there's something about entanglement going on in there. God's saying, I, I need to be all throughout it. You need wisdom, pray to me. You want, you need this, you need financial help, pray to me. You're having difficulty finding the right partners, the right employees come to me, remain in me. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to train you. I'm going to show you. And then he says this, let me be your why. Let me be your source. If you remain in me, then I'm, I have no choice but to remain in you. But then no branch can bear fruit. Here we are with that fruit. Here we oh, are yeah. with that, you know, <laughs> like, you know, we want the fruit. 
right? We want our business to flourish. We want the hand of God on our lives, on our families, in our community, in our nation, in our government. And God says, but you haven't remained in me. Mm-hmm. So every single time I go to talk with you, you're not there. You're not aligned. And then the last scripture, of course, I love this. Matthew 6, seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness and all other things shall be added to you. I love that shall be. That's a future action verb. He's saying, you, you're doing this. I'm going to do, I have no choice but to do that, that you're honoring me. And so again, I think, what am I saying? Make God your why. Make God the reason why you're starting that business. Make God the reason why you are trying to get into your communities and infiltrate and change things. I think a lot of times people say the word anointing, but really, what is that? Anointing mm-hmm. is that you have, the, you have the ability to be a change agent. People are talented. There's, there's nothing, you know, people have so many different gifts. God made us unique. But at the end of the day, are you a change agent? Can you, God is a generational God. So can you become a change agent for him to impact generations and impact business? That is awesome. Awesome. You sharing all of my favorite scriptures. So that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> and one of the things, <laughs> yeah. And I think I go back and think about um, because I've been sort of studying Deuteronomy 8, chapter 8, chapter 6, but it's amazing when God was bringing them out of the wilderness and preparing them to go into the promised land, a land full of everything, milk and honey. But he he told them to remember where I brought you from. He wanted to make it clear that, you know, I provided everything for you while you were in the wilderness. Food, you didn't have to worry about water, you didn't have to worry about health. I provided that for you, so I need you to remember that, and I need you to follow my covenant. One thing that really stood out for me in terms of business sense, he made clear, he said, I am the one that gives you the power to get wealth, you know, and so that's so important for us to remember. And the second part of that is not only to get wealth, but to establish his covenant. So we have to remember we're in relationship, we're in covenant with him, and we have a a higher responsibility than just the business. So talk a little bit about why that piece is so important. Like you said, just got to think beyond the business, think beyond the wealth, and understand how this helps you establish your future, your covenant, and not only that, remembering where you were before God brought you into this this aspect of your life where now you're flowing and abundant in where you are and in your wealth. Yeah, you know, such a great question. Great questions. Um, You know, when I think of wisdom and where it comes from and you know, a, a lot of times people think knowledge transfers over to wisdom and it doesn't. You can know a lot of things and you might not understand a lot of things. You might not understand what you know. You were fed something in university. You were fed something from your parents. And, and what am I trying to say? I'm, I'm talking about epistemology. I'm talking about what the knowledge that you do have. Where did it come from? Where did you get it? And from there, like, you know, I think a lot of times it's, you know, I liken it to building a house. And I know when I was renovating the home that I, that I lived in, I started jumping to paint colors and drapes and carpet and hardwood floors. And the contractor was like, you know, we have to actually do the plumbing. And you know that we have to, you know, we actually have to look at the walls and, and you know, Deborah, you're, you're completely beyond where we're at. 
And I think a lot of times in business, we're the same way. We yeah. leap to the, the, the annual revenue. We leap to the bells and whistles. We leap to the office space with the large windows. We leap to that. And God says, What's, where's your mind at? The knowledge that you have, where did it come from? And, and it's like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Christine Kane said something that was so brilliant to me. I went to a conference in 2012 and it just always stuck with me. And she said, I'd rather be mark, marked by God rather than marketed by man. Hmm. And when I think of that, God marking us. You know, we are his children. We are his disciples. We bear his name. And so God says, here we are back again at, at Matthew 6, Seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness. That's the answer. Mm -hmm. And from there, here come the shall be's. Then your business can thrive because God is actually your why. And I have to keep going back to that. So, you know, um, to me, being marked by the Lord is more important than the best marketing team because he's the best marketing team. God says, if, if you keep me first, if you keep me first, you won't even need a business card. That's how powerful the Lord is. It's not when Christ came on the scene. You didn't see he didn't have a business card. He didn't have a PR agent. When he entered into Jerusalem on a donkey, he didn't have a golden goblet. None of that, right? He, he, he knew his purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to go back to, let's take a look at this foundation and how it's built. Let's not, let's not go off into the Mercedes and the BMW and all the bells and whistles when you are a person that's established, but under, be able to be a person in business that observes that the blessings of God is not always going to come monetarily. It's not always going to come in a way that you think is recognizable according to the definition of the world, of mm -hmm. what success looks like, of what a thriving business looks like. You and I talked about it, you know, a moment ago, the pandemic has changed everything, whatever visions, whatever thoughts that you had of where we were going in this 21st century in regards to business. And, you know, many times I think as an example, you have people to say, oh, I want to open up multiple offices. Well, the pandemic squashed all that. The brick and mortar is almost like, okay, you really want to be mindful of that. Everyone's working from home. People are finding ways and positions within offices. They're cutting budgets. They're allocating money in different areas. And, you know, you have to sort of go by the spirit, how the spirit is leading you. I'll never forget Holy Spirit said to me, if I have to explain everything to you before we actually start doing something, we're going to have a problem. Right? <laughs> 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 he said, if I have to stop and yeah. say, Deborah, um, mm -hmm. go over to the left and, you know, I want you to go in there. He's like, I, we can't do that. You're going to have to trust me. But if you remain in me and I'm going to remain in you and what, what father, what parent is not going to give a nudge to that child when they're going off course, when their mm -hmm. GPS is basically saying, keep straight. I have you trust me. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we can get sidetracked in business when we don't have the foundation right, when we don't have the, 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 um, the uh, infrastructure right, when, when we're really not taking it back to what did God, what was the reason why God even wanted me to do this business? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One thing I, I definitely want to remark on is once we understand uh, why we're forming a business and we've gotten that vision on our heart, 
Um, I'm a firm believer. Like one thing that I struggled with when I came to the Lord was, well, you know, am I going to lose my uniqueness? Am I going to lose what's recognizable in my eyes? And Holy Spirit said, no, he celebrates your uniqueness. Psalms 139 tells us that we are, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And once you know why you're starting that business, then you're unique. Once you know God is that center, God is your source, God is your shepherd, God is the one that's governing you, God is, is, is your why, then I believe the uniqueness comes into play. Because I truly believe, and this is something I've done with DCL Ministries quite a bit, God is everywhere and his, because his disciples are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, whatever it is that you're doing, Whatever role you play within a business, from a secretary to a COO, whatever role that you play within your business, understand your uniqueness plays a huge role. No one can get to the CEO if they're not calling in and that secretary is doing a gorgeous job, you know, great voice on the telephone. Everyone plays a role and your uniqueness plays a role as well. And that's so important. You say so many, oh my goodness, keep things clear. (laughs) That's important, um, and you 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 have to abide in God. And this is the last question, but I think it's important for us as Christians, as business owners, and it's why you say we have to have that foundation. It's great the discussion we're having is great, it's so powerful, and it's great when you're amongst the family, <laughs> when you're amongst your brothers and sisters in Christ. How do we take? that same mentality into the world. You go into a boardroom or go into a business meeting and believe me, God ain't nowhere to be found. You know, so how, why is it so important to have that relationship and know that wherever you go, you're taking God with you. So, so that you won't adapt to that environment, that environment has to adapt to you, you know, and you don't skirt that, that, um, what I would say, your core values, you don't cross that line, don't even get close to it to say, hey, if we're going to do business, this is my values and this is how I approach it. Because I think just as church, you know, it's great when you're in the, in the word and the preacher's preaching and music is going and everything, but you got to leave outside of the walls and start dealing with Monday through Saturday. And it's the same thing with business owners. You know, once you get out of your prayer closet once you've had that connection and you God has given you the vision sometimes we walk right into the world and it, it, God even talks about that you know and I think it's in James where you have the faith and you know you look in the mirror and then once you get outside the environment you forget who you are <laughs> how do we go into the business environment take God with us and not forget that relationship and forget what he has given us to uh, accomplish through our business. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I was talking with my mother the other day and, you know, you, you've heard this slogan, people are in your life for a reason, a season mm-hmm. and a lifetime. And, uh, you know, let's just be honest, even though you're a believer, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be doing business with people that mm-hmm. share the same faith as you do. And so in that regard, it's a struggle. You know, God's saying, you know, again, I'm with you, right? I might not have the ear of that partner. I might not have the ear of the business that you're merging with. I might not have the ear of the person that's sitting next to you in the office, but God says, I'm with you. 
And so one thing that I, I don't believe people should shrink back from their faith, but we have to be aware, like, you know, coming into your office, holding your Bible, knowing that you are sort of mingling with other people that are like, you know, come on, just stop. But my thing is this, I think about the book of Esther. In the book of Esther, God is not mentioned, the word God is not mentioned in that book at all. And yet you feel his presence mm. throughout the whole entire book. I don't think people, you know, you shouldn't be in people's faces proselytizing, but God says you, I am with you. And then if you can't woo or win people over with your words, win them over with your actions be the person in your company that's that's always allowing God to talk with you. You you have no role to play with someone else, but be that person that God can say, I'm going to work through you. Also, I think a great leader is one that also knows how to take great direction. Mm -hmm. Learn how to delegate. Moses had to do that. The Israelites are coming to him. They, you know, his his father-in-law said to him, Jethro, you know what? Raise up 12, 12 leaders, 12 elders from each nation and have them delegate and have them take care of things. You can't do it all by yourself, right? God is constantly saying, look for your partners. Look for the lifelines of like-mindedness that when you're away on vacation, and I believe that, go away on vacation and your business is still flourishing, your business is still running beautifully because you were able to delegate, you were able to trust. Um, the other thing is, like I said, proselytizing and really being in people's faces about what your faith is, you don't have to do that. You just have to be one that, that allows God to use you. Mm -hmm. and, and then I guess that one last point in regards to family, you know, um, I think sometimes when businesses are first starting, you know, you are really getting excited. You're sharing the ideas with your siblings and your parents and family and spouses and all these sorts of things. And sometimes they'll, people start volunteering and having you, you know, positions within your company. I don't think there's anything wrong with all of that. Um, but I definitely think if we're making God our why, if we're making God the reason why this business is getting started, um, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm, it came up in my mind. I correlate everything with the word of God. So scriptures kind of start coming up in my mind. But I think about Moses and Aaron. Aaron was, you know, God said, okay, we're going to lean on Aaron until you get strong enough, until you get confident enough. But we see when Moses went up to the on Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, what was Aaron doing? As <laughs> soon as the boss left, Aaron down there, he got lost in the sauce, <laughs> you know? And my thing is, this is what it, to me, when your business is built on that, sometimes you're going to have to come up against some adversity and it could be a family member. And that's where it's really mm -hmm. going to test your faith. Yeah. Really mm -hmm. going to test who is actually first. And my thing is a family member might not understand or a friend might not understand or your church family might not understand. You know, in, in church, we, we know that Jesus Christ is our savior, but that's a primary understanding. What about the secondary things that we argue about within Christianity? C.S. Lewis talked about it, you know, essentially he wrote mere Christianity for the fact, I want to talk about what we agree on. And my thing is, if God is really the center of people's lives, like they say, if Christ is really the center, then when that friction happens, you know, the Holy Spirit can work within both. He can soften the hearts of both. And then you understanding God gave me this commission. God gave me this vision and it's God that I'm, that's holding me accountable. 
it's God the reason why it's flourishing. It's mm -hmm. God's baby. It's God's business. One last point, Bono, the uh, lead singer of U2, he in 2006 was asked to speak at the National Day of Prayer, a breakfast, the breakfast meeting. And he said something that I thought was you know, so profound. He said he had created a new album. He was praying to the Lord, please bless the album. I want people to know who Christ is through this. Um, if you can just spread it around his friend. He, he, he said this to his friend and his wow. friend said, um, I love you, you know I'm for you, but I think you're praying wrong. And he said, well, what, what do you mean? He said, get involved in what God is doing because what God is doing is already blessed. <laughs> 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 I love that. Right? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get involved with what he's doing. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean he's not involved with what you're doing, but you know, sometimes it's like, like I said in the beginning, to sort of bring it round circle, it is a fight between will. It right? Is. It's it a is. fight between God. I think the, I think you laid this in my heart, but God God reserves the right to do his things in secret. But he also reserves the right that if he wants you to go left instead of right, he, you know, if, if, if that, that business venture that you thought you were sure he told you to do it, it fails, he's just taking you another direction. Absolutely. And to trust that. Yep. And the yeah. trust that that direction has already been blessed. So you yeah, want to go right there. It's, exactly. It's in his will. <laughs> your path has already been blessed. So it might not look good, like the right way, but. That's the way to go. So this is awesome. And we're going to close. I always have just a bonus question and we'll be done. But this is truly, truly, truly been a blessing. And I'm sure those that are listening will be able to take this and really um, understand the importance of developing that relationship, of making God the head, knowing that he's blessed his purpose for your life. And so what you're sharing, I'm sure, will be a benefit to all that are listening. You mentioned family, and the last question this is just going to be one and done. I'm not going to go any further, but I just want your perspective on the business side. Um, as Christian business owners, sometimes in my coaching, you know, there's a lot of decision making. I notice of individuals' excitement built around the feedback of family members, you know, church members folks that really love and care about you. So their, their perspective might not be uh, the same as it is in the world. How do we as Christian business owners push past that and not use our friends, families, and church members as our quote unquote target market in making decisions moving forward in our business? Well, that's a great question. Um, I'm a firm believer, the Godhead, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they are the mold for relationships. And any time that we sort of hit up against a barrier or hit up against a wall, we need to look back towards that mold. And, and, and in other words, when we see in the text, you know, Christ is getting baptized by John the Baptist, and all of a sudden you hear the, the heavens have opened, and he says, oh, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And and you say that you hear things that God is saying, oh, when Christ dies on the cross, I'm going to send the gift, the Holy Spirit. You hear how all these gorgeous ways that they speak of one another. Mm. And, you know, uh, the father being the decision maker, Christ being the doer and Holy Spirit submitting to both. Holy Spirit bearing witness to all truth of what Christ said while he dwelled here on earth with us. 
And, I, and I'm sort of really just trying to give an imagery as to the flow of that relationship. And so when you're sort of here on earth and you're sort of, okay, we're getting this information from family members and how do I address that? How do I not hurt them or, or um, involve them versus say, well, you know what? I, I need to pray about it. And I think it's just as easy as that. I think, you know, even when I think about marriage or um, when you think of your church community, we I touched upon it a little bit, you know, we can agree up, upon things, our primary goals within Christianity, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of secondary things that you find yourself arguing about yeah. and, and, and losing relationships over, frankly, um, and especially with business and especially, you know, what, um, um, when it deals with money, um, I'm instantly thought of Christ saying to the Pharisee that was trying to trap him, give to Caesar what's Caesar's, and give to the Lord what's Lord's. Mm -hmm. And I say that because a lot of times, you know, we, we're not understanding the world does ask something of us. Everything that Christ did was always interchangeable between spiritual and natural. And so what am I saying? That when you're really uh, within business and you're trying to make an impact to a world that really is against anything divine and you have family members sort of coming in, you have church members telling you how you should do it, A, you, to me, I believe people are the confirmation and the Lord is the source. Whenever I hear a friend, a family member, a coworker tell me something and I know it speaks to my spirit, it speaks to my spirit because I heard it from God first. If it doesn't speak to my spirit, I'm, I'm, I always question because God says, test, test the spirit that comes to you. Not everything is from me. We, we know that in, in the Bible, it talks about that you have ferocious wolves masking as a lamb or a dove, right? Masking is that. So again, without getting into it too, too deep, test that spirit. Mm -hmm. Know that anyone that's coming to you, that's telling you to go left instead of right, that's telling you to do these sorts of things, go back to the Lord. And if you didn't hear it from God, chances are it's like, okay, let me pray about that. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me take a step back. I have a dear, dear, dear friend of mine and she was, you know, praying to the Lord and people were coming in and asking her so many things. Can you do this? Can you do this? And she made a rule for herself. I do not say yes or no to anything. I give myself 24 hours. So make some sort of rule, do, do that and start telling friends and family that. Because sometimes you can get caught up into, you know, I love you. You know, I would, God laid on my heart. I got a prophecy. I got a dream. <laughs> it's like, really? Because I didn't get that, right? So I loved that she responded to me in that manner. And it wasn't, you know, anyone that cares for you, anyone that really loves you, they're going to respect that. Start creating boundaries for yourself you know, so that you can go back into your prayer closet and say, Lord, these are the informations from people that I, um, that love me and that hold me dear to their heart and help me to start up the business. But I want to make sure that I'm going by your business plan and not their business plan. Guys, you have been listening to Deborah Lassiter. She has been awesome. The founder of DCL Ministries. Also, she is a published author. So I just thank you, Deborah, for letting God use you today. And before we go, I want you to share a little bit about these two fantastic books that you've written <laughs> and how individuals can uh, reach out to you to get a copy of 
one or both of these books, but share a little bit about your book and anything else you're doing out in the community. Oh, absolutely. So if anyone wants to contact me, you can contact me two ways, dclministries.com. Obviously, you can go right on there. Um, And then the two books, uh, Beyond the Face of Movies was the first book that I wrote. Um, Beautiful, beautiful movie combining, um, they they don't even have to be Christian movies, but combining the movie with a biblical character. The goal of this book was to help people to understand the Bible better through the movie and of course the movie better through the Bible. <laughs> so we struggle a lot of times understanding that, you know, the, the principles that are in the Bible. And sometimes it's just, depending on the translation, a little hard to read, a little hard to understand, hard to understand parables, hard to understand those things. And so taking a movie like Bruce Almighty and, and, and then bringing up the story of Samson right next to it, two people that had power, two people that were didn't realize that they had that anointing on their lives, Bruce Almighty, being endowed the powers of the Lord and Samson being a Nazarite. And God said, I'm for you, I'm for you. And what we learned through there is, even though you might have the power, even though you might be a CEO in a business, even though you might have um, holding at high esteem, if you don't have the wisdom, discernment, knowledge, and understanding to navigate life, if you don't have the Lord integrated into your life, you really don't know how to sort of navigate this world. So that's, um, there's various movies, um, I loved it because we did a Bible study on it and every, every single month we would, we would watch a movie, read the biblical character and then come together with food and fruit and pasta. It was really great. And then the second book, The Women God Used, this is just a celebration of the process of salvation. Uh, again, almost touching upon what you and I have been talking about in regards to business. When you're falling short, when you're making mistakes, Um, you're trying to navigate this world, you're trying to provide for your family, you're trying to be prosperous, you're trying to go towards your purpose and destiny, and yet you're you're making all of these mistakes. Um, This woman, this book is about women, but anyone can read it. Um, And it takes on the journey of 12 different women within the Bible and what it is that they're struggling with. We take Leah, for example, she is married, her, her and her sister Rachel are married to Jacob and you already know there's trouble when, when, when two women are married to the same man. And from there, what steps does she take to finally bow down to God's will so that the will could happen, his will could happen for her life? So we again go through 12 different women within the Bible and see that when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of them, that they actually surrender to the process of salvation and move into the victory of their lives. Um, I'm actually currently writing my third book, which is The Many Faces of a Good Man. So I'll leave your imagination to, to that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that book. That, that's <laughs> want to read that one. That's excellent. Well, again, you have been wonderful. Thank you so much for allowing God to use you. Thank you for the wealth of knowledge and information you've shared. Um, I think you've definitely given us a lot to chew on. And as I tell my audience, you know, take what works for you. You know, a lot has been shared today and there are some pieces that will work for others that might not work for someone else. But so take what you need to grow. There's a lot here and continue to revisit this podcast because I think there was so much 
given that it's something that we're not going to get in our in our spirit on the first listen. So it might take two or three. So again, this is Daryl Spears. As usual, we thank you guys for listening in. We have a great audience, a great community, and you guys have been so supportive of what we do here at Elite Conversations. So until next time, hope you guys have a blessed and awesome day. I pray that your businesses will continue to grow and continue to come back every week as we share more knowledge and information that can help you grow your business and your personal development. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out.